I have to go along with this. But don't worry, you won't get hurt. Your equipment should protect you. Being on the same team as you is all the padding I need, Rosie. Are you okay? You okay, Jose? I'm your father, Luke. Give in to the dark side of the force, you knob. He saw Jedi 17 times, eh? <laughs> Episode 4 of Untitled, Unnamed Podcast, Star Wars Podcast, with me, Ty, and he, Jer. Yippee! Hi, Jer. Hi. What, what's up, man? Not a whole lot, man. Just it, It's been a fun week for Star Wars. Oh, man. It has. We finally uh, we got a new trailer, and we're going to talk about that shortly. We're also in this episode. We're going to break down... Uh, we're going to break down Solo and break down Rogue One... But yes, let's dive into uh, a big week for the current, the newest movie that's about to come out, The Rise of Skywalker. We finally get that long-awaited final trailer during Monday Night Football. And uh, I'll just ask you, what was your initial impression? Um, my pants were flying around the room like a tie oh, fighter. Yeah. It, was, it was kind of weird and awkward, but that's okay. The cat liked it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I really thought it was great. Um, space horses confuses me a little, but we'll roll with it for now. Um, yeah, sp- space horses. I yeah, the space horses. Have you seen a shot of them when they're they they've got like kind of a weird face? But yeah, it's a space horse. Yeah, it's space horses. Why not? We haven't done space horses before. Um, yeah, you know. But I mean, it's it's very pretty. The music is am- amazing. I especially love it. The scene when. Uh, they're running down the hall shooting stormtroopers against the very orchestral epic version of the Star Wars yeah. theme. That's really cool. And I didn't notice until actually the second time through what they did with, with the last word of the trailer. Oh, and they used uh Princess Leia yes. or Leia. I didn't yes. I didn't catch that the first time through. The second time through I was like, wait a second. And then I became a big puddle in my chair for a little while. Um <laughs> that, that was a very cool moment. Um uh, we're seeing some interesting stuff coming out of this. Um, we we still have no idea where the show, where the uh, film is going. Um, we we have a better idea of Palpatine's role, although they're being very cagey as to what they're showing of him. Yes, um, they are. They that you got kind of a, a barely a little bit of a side view. It was kind of like Doctor Claw from the old Inspector Gadget cartoons. Just <laughs> <laughs> over the shoulder, saw his hand a little bit. Yes, J.J. Uh, Abrams is trying his best to not show us much at all. Right. So we saw a lot and didn't see much at all. Yeah, and I think that's that's uh, if there's been any critique, uh, negative critiques of this uh, trailer that I've seen, it's been that people thought that it was too vague or didn't give a lot, uh, give more hints to maybe the casual Star Wars fan. If you're like us that are reading the spoilers, we kind of right. know. We have a general idea where it's going, but there are people out there that think, "Well, whoa, you need." There aren't everybody that's reading the spoilers. You need to give them more of a an insight on what's going on. And I'm like, man, you're, I think you're kind of overthinking it mm-hmm, a little bit. But you know, that's that's what we've been doing for forty some odd years, overthinking it. So yes, overthinking things. But yeah, I'm with you. I I really liked it. I thought it was a, I thought it was really good. The music, as you said, was great. Uh, the scene uh, with C3PO just, was really good. It was very much the Chewie were home of this. This thing yeah. that was the kind of welcome back scene for for the fir- first uh, for Force Awakens, and now we get this mm-hmm. farewell scene with C three PO, and you got to wonder where that's going because it's 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 our buddy Anthony Daniels maybe doing yep. it for the last time. Yes, well, you and, never and know yeah, you, and I I think everybody just kind of assumes that in this final episode of the Skywalker saga that somebody's going to get offed, mm-hmm. somebody's going to die, right? And right. They, they they led you to believe in the trailer with that that maybe C3PO is going to sacrifice himself or do something where he might not be around. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I'm glad but, we saw uh, R2 finally because he wasn't in the first trailer and I was a little worried. Yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> to see some R2. We saw uh, we saw uh, lots of new shots of of the uh, the Death Star wreckage mm-hmm. and we got to see that. 
kind of that wide shot of like the it looked like a uh, a resistance base or mm-hmm. you know or, or where it's like uh, and you could see Lando was sitting there right. and Poe Dameron was talking and uh, so that was kind of cool. The shot with all that, the ships was beautiful. I saw the, oh, I yeah. saw the ghost in there from Rebels, which was oh really yeah, cool. everybody's been. Yeah, everybody's been buzzing um, that that was in the background. The Outrider from Shadows of the Empire, I think, was in there. If, if you okay. know that deep cut, the when they first tried to do expand the universe after the uh, special editions, they tried to plug in something is between a, Star Wars and Empire. That um, is a very deep cut. Yeah, with a, with a, with a fake Han Solo. <laughs> Somebody also said that, or I saw online when uh, I've looked at numerous people breaking these down, and I guess another ship was... Uh, it was if it's not the same ship that that Han Solo and Chewbacca were riding in when when they found the mm-hmm. Millennium Falcon in Force Awakens, it is a similar like pirate ship right. that is in the background also. So that they're, they're putting every ship they've ever made into this movie, and that's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool. Breaking out yeah, the micro so, machines for this one. Oh man, for sure. <laughs> and yeah, it was. It was good, you know, and, and and again, all the speculation online. If you're not as nerdy as Jer and I, you know, you, you we we read and we hear things that they delayed this final trailer a handful of times because they've edited and re-edited and re-re-edited it because JJ is trying to like find that right balance of how much he wants to let out and how much he wants to be a surprise when you go to the theater. Right, and I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah. I didn't have a problem at all with it i really enjoyed it i've watched it obviously numerous times since the first time and uh it's it's just got me more excited for when it comes out mm. ready to go yeah it yeah. can't wait and it'll be crazy <laughs> and i'm sure we're also going to get uh, they've done this before where they say it's the final trailer i'm sure we'll we'll as we get closer to december 20th they'll drop some more little maybe mini like the trailers you know like, like that Yes, exactly. You'll get maybe some new clips with some different pictures and different right. uh, shots. So this is the fir- last final big trailer, but right. there'll be more to come. Nice. So they got it. Yeah, they got to continue to pump this thing up. So very excited, and I'm sure you've already got your tickets, right? I like to live dangerously. Oh no, I I have never bought a ticket ahead of time for any really? of the Star Wars movies. And Man, I've got, you you do. I've got a theater. I you know. do like to li- you you do like to live dangerously. Well, I've got a theater. I I know that I'll be able to go to, and I usually will go to the later showing in the day. I'll stay off social yeah. media because yeah, I'm still working that morning. It's my last day before ho- vacations, so I will go that evening, and I will be shocked if I can't find one ticket somewhere. I don't care where I sit as long as I sit somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I I've already bought mine the minute I saw that they were available online, and uh, my wife knows the deal at this point that 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 the first time around I like to go by myself. That's just mm. my deal, right. you know. And she'll I'll, obviously I'm going to go back and see it at least one more time, mm. and it'll be with her. But she realizes that the first time that's just my bit, you know. Yeah. That I like to go in there and just like sit down and just take it all in and mm-hmm. that's just that's just the way it's always been so well my wife doesn't really have much interest in it so you know she's fine with me going and seeing it <laughs> she's she's cool one way or the other okay she, she's well, seen I, seen seen well she hasn't seen the the uh anything of the new disney ones but she's seen all the originals she saw some of them with me and she's fine <laughs> okay well yeah i've i've uh, kind of brainwashed my wife into liking the star wars the new star wars stuff mm-hmm. so so she's she's interested to see this one too but i've told her i was like listen you know you know the deal you know you know what i like to do and she's like yeah it's cool so That's fine, yeah. <laughs> she'd she'd probably she's one of those people that falls she'd have fallen asleep 30 minutes in even if she was excited to see it <laughs> she would have fallen asleep because i'm going at like right. 11 o'clock so yeah see i'll probably be going a- about that time the next day so i'll, I'll be yeah. avoiding spoilers the whole day but i'll be okay <laughs> okay well so yeah i think uh yeah new trailer was was really good so i think yeah i'm ready to roll i it just it's uh it's wet my appetite even more for december 20th mm-hmm. and and what we can see and the only thing i'm kind of uh, tr- i'm gonna be like cringing to see is there's gonna be backlash oh, there, uh, there when, is. The, when the new movie comes out and people will be very mad uh, online Yes, it's just that's just what we do yeah. in this day and age. Is just we we react and overreact, mm-hmm. and we can't be happy with 
the product. Mm-hmm. You know, even if even if even if JJ Abrams made a perfect movie, there would be people yeah. that will bitch about because, it. Because because a woman got one too many lines or something. I don't know. I, yeah. Things like that. I'm like, whatever. Just I'm here for the Star Wars. Y'all have your little fights way over there. Yeah. But I guess that's that conversation is for maybe later mm-hmm. on when we preview Rise of Skywalker at some point. But right, right now, okay, we've break, broken down the trailer. And as we said after last week when we broke down Revenge of the Sith, rather than just do the episodes, we did decide that we will we'll touch on the two uh, one-off movies mm-hmm. that they've done, uh, the uh, Solo and Rogue One. Right. So. Do we want to start with Solo Let's first? Solo. It's first. I actually watched it again last night because I had only seen it once before yeah, last night. I, Somehow, I, was, uh, I just hadn't bothered going back and watching it a second time. I, I didn't even see it in the theaters. So Yeah, you dropped that, that info on us last week mm-hmm. that uh, you'd only seen it once. I was a little stunned to hear that. But okay, so you saw it again. And so it's fresh in mm-hmm. your mind. And, and so what um, do you, what, it was, seeing it again, what did you think? Honestly, it, it was better than I remembered it being. I, the first time through, I was kind of like, okay, I'm watching Solo. This is great. But, you know, okay, I can I can take it or leave it. Last night I watched it a little more relaxed. I'm like, okay, this isn't bad. This is, this is is It's different, but it's not bad. I, I kind of like it. Um, Alden Ehrenreich does a great job of channeling Harrison Ford, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Donald Glover does, does an amazing job. <laughs> Oh yeah, Billy D. Williams, tremendous. Um, but yeah, it's fun. Um, I really liked. I mean, we have all the big shout-outs because we see how Han gets his gun, how Han meets mm-hmm. Chewie, which sort of, but not totally, lines up with the old, old, old canon, where they had Han as an Imperial officer, and then and he sees Chewie being mistreated, and then gives up his career to rescue him. They've he's still an Imperial officer who's kind of going off, but it's not quite as noble <laughs> the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Does it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's, it's still the basic, the basic storyline of it's there. They've just tweaked a couple of the details here and there. Um, yeah. You know, the, some of the things, I don't know if you remember all the, the problems that that movie had mm. just in its creation right. of, you know, you heard the, the stories of the original directors. It was a couple of guys, and I, Lord I don't have the names up. Yeah, exactly. I don't and, know their, their first and, names. But. And uh, let me see. I've got it up here. Let's. Uh, well, the thing I've got up just says Ron Howard. But right. before you're right, it was uh, they had a, a couple of guys that were known mainly for like comedies, if I remember right, I correctly. I think so, yeah. Um, and. That was, <clears throat> I think that was the problem to begin with was because they, I think they came in to, they were hired on and it was like, they thought that that's kind of what they wanted. They wanted was a very like jokey, a buddy, they wanted, like a, yeah, like a buddy movie or something. Yeah. And like a, uh, they had it, Lawrence Kasdan writing the thing and he's, you know, big, big wig as far as the, the writing of Star Wars stuff goes. And he's like, that's, this is not the movie I wrote at all. And it took basically the uh, the rushes getting seen by Kathleen Kennedy and the people in charge of Lucasfilm to go, whoa, 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 whoa. we need to back this up a lot. <laughs> I th- and I think also, and it's it's uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. I there finally found it here. The, the, those are the two guys, and and I guess those guys, their style of directing was very, um, uh, you know, very very just, loose, uh, very loose. Yes, very, very, very improv friendly. Yeah, improv was a lot of what they they were doing, and I think they did n- numerous takes and retakes. and 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 Lawrence Kasdan, he's one of those guys that, by all accounts, when what he writes in a script, mm-hmm. that's what he wants right. to be, <laughs> pr- 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 you know, produced as as the product. Right. Is he doesn't want you to I mean, go yeah, off script. He wants you. That's why he wrote it. Here and there. Like, we, we, he was the guy that wrote the what became I Love You, I Know in Empire Strikes Back. And they talked about it with him and he's like, okay, I like that. Let's try it. And so that worked out well. But yeah. these people were just changing stuff left and right. And he's like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Let's back this up just a little yes, bit. Yes, and... And, yeah, they just... They got to an impasse there where they just... They, those guys what they were trying to come up with with their version of the of the solo movie was not mashing or meshing up with Lawrence Kasdan right. and Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm so they part ways and they part ways i believe late in production yeah they, they i believe the thing like 
was yeah pretty much done. Yeah, and, uh, and so they brought in Ron Howard and had him basically reshoot about eighty percent of the film. <laughs> yeah, and that's why the the cost on this thing got to be as high as it did mm-hmm. was because he had to come in and just completely overhaul the entire movie basically. Mm-hmm. And I, but you know when I heard the news that they had gone from the two guys, Lord and Miller to Ron Howard. Part of me was like, okay, that's cool because Ron Howard is an established director. Mm-hmm. We've seen tons of his work. If it had been, if they'd have gone out and got some guy that I had no idea about, right. I would have probably been like, whoa, okay, this is, this is, I would have, I would have kind of panicked. But hearing that they went to Ron Howard, I was like, okay, I feel like, you know, yeah, he's, it's in, it's crisis mode for them, mm-hmm. but at least they got a guy that they feel like that, that's got skins on the wall that can, can do what they need to do. And he's worked with George Lucas before, so he knows how, how yeah. how he thinks. I mean, American Graffiti movies and then Willow later on. He he did both of those in very in different uh, different uh, jobs. But I mean, that, that I think went a long way as far as knowing. Even if he's not familiar with the universe itself, he's familiar with the guy behind it. I think that helped exactly. That's that's yeah. That's a great thing. Is that like, yeah? There was the the comfort com- comfortability, if yes, that's the that, right word to put. Is you know, the comfort level it between is now. those two and. It is now on this on this podcast, uh, and, and and he get he got the job got the job done, and you know you know say what you want to in the aftermath that that you know that I guess this is the movie where Lucasfilm and Disney had to step back after it didn't perform right. like they thought it would, where they're like, whoa, okay, we're gonna have to kind of maybe rethink how we're approaching all these Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. but. It's not because of the the movie itself. I I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Oh, yeah. I, it was one of the it was one of those that you it's it was almost one of those movies where you the the, the storyline or there wasn't a much at stake. You knew that in the end, you knew where these characters right. were going, or at least you knew where Han Solo and Chewbacca right. were going. And it was one of those where you could just kind of you know check your brain out. You didn't have to keep up with. Uh, something that was going to go into another movie. Exactly. You knew it was just going to be a one-off movie that was in. It was going to be a, a fun ride, I guess. Mm. Exactly. It was, it was the way I can look at it, yeah. you know. And it, it, it was, it was, uh, it was fun. It was a fun. It was a fun couple of hours at the theater. It did what it needed to. I think one of the things that hurt it the most was honestly that it came out so soon after a Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, because you know we, we grew up you know every three years you got a Star Wars movie and then we went years without one so it's like now it's like okay we, we keep getting this big buffet every now and then all of a sudden we get another buffet we're still kind of full from the last one we haven't had time to totally digest it yet so I, I, um, yeah I wondered about the timing because yeah you had only like six months between The Last Jedi and this movie and so you really if you want to if you want to say anything was the the issue of of what they why solo maybe didn't perform as well is because there were still people that were pretty heated about last jedi right and and if you you give it maybe six more months give it a a full year Mm -hmm. for that to get get out of the system a little bit then Mm -hmm. i think solo is maybe a little more accepted than it was they were trying to they're trying to do the same thing that they've done so well with the marvel movies of just having constant movies coming out one two three for yeah. per year, and I don't know if this is the sort of franchise that lends itself to that as much. Um, because uh, yeah, you might be right. It, it, you got the very comic book style of the Marvel stuff, where you've always had a one book where you had all the team together, but then they each had their own books with their own stories going on. This has always been, until recently, with Marvel having the comics now, one comic series, for lack of a better phrase, and and that was the only story that mattered. You didn't really worry too much about the other stories being told at the same time. So I, I yeah, think yeah. They, they thought about it, they tried it, and it just didn't work for them. Um, but I think in the end, what happened with this is going to end up being a good thing for them in the long run. Because now look at what we're getting on Disney+. Plus. We're getting The Mandalorian, which I right. I think is going is kind of what the Boba Fett movie was going to be. We were getting a Kenobi series. We're getting a Rogue One spinoff, so, or mm-hmm. prequel spinoff. So I, I think that may be a better place for that sort of thing so you can consume it on your own time rather than another big event we just had a big event three months ago now you want another one oh my head hurts 
Yeah, I think you're 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 right there. I think that maybe that was the thing when they sat down after Solo and said, "Okay, we need to reevaluate here." And maybe that was maybe they were going to do their own streaming app, mm-hmm. but maybe this expedited uh, part of that mm-hmm. and knowing that okay, maybe stuff like this, this type of product, it, it will be better in in uh, a, a series form. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Disney Plus, on right. our on our app that's going to come out, and and I think you're right. I think it's it, in the in the long run. If, if you're a Star Wars fan, it works out well for you because instead of just one movie, you get at least six episodes of The Mandalorian, and you get at least six episodes of an Obi Wan Kenobi show, and you get at least six episodes of uh, of a Rogue One show. So. I mean, it, it, you're 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 actually going to get more in the long run. And, and I mean, I, I I'm not saying that I want them to stop making movies because that's yeah. still you know the, where the bread and butter of the Star Wars is. But at the same time, those have been those are events that they, our culture yes. that the Star Wars movies become an event more than just oh it's another another in a series. This is every time one comes out, it's a big deal. So yeah, I, I, I I'm sure at some point they they'll take a few years off. I'm sure. While they figure out where they're going to go from here, uh, the next Star- Skywalker saga or whatever. But um, yeah, I, I I think that'll be the best thing to keep the brand growing, while not necessarily having to make it a huge deal every time. Because that, that's the thing we've been tra- trained; it's a big deal. And then Solo, it's a fun movie, but it's not, I'll say, the same sort of deal as Star- the Star- Skywalker saga, yeah. as we're calling it now. I guess exactly. Even. <laughs> Even Rogue, yeah, even Rogue One that we'll talk about here in a minute. You know, Rogue One at least had that connection right. to the episodes mm-hmm. of you know that there was. You could almost say that that was almost an episode itself because it it helps to tie together. It literally will uh, going right into New into, Hope. It's yes. an extended beginning, basically, to <laughs> a New Hope. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And with with Solo, it's just. It's just, you know, at the end of Solo, it's just left at, oh, let's go to Tatooine. I hear there's a bounty hunter there that uh, has got lots of work for you. It's and, a but big you job. Don't get to, yeah, you don't, you don't see, you don't see, you know, it's not like you, you see them flying straight right. to Tatooine after that. It's like you don't know what happened there. It's just, it's an off, one off. And yeah. it's like, uh, and there are people out there that are like, well, no one asked for a solo movie, and I'm like, well, yeah, nobody asked for it, but that doesn't mean that it's not cool to have one. I, I you know, I, I, to- I thoroughly enjoyed it. Again. I, I did you know, too, it's- but at the same time, there's a there is a part of me that wonders, would that have worked better as a series? It, it, you know what? If it, it it might have, it might have. You know, and- I, I would have loved to see more with uh, L3. I, I thought that was a very yeah. fun character, Phoebe Waller Bridge from Fleabag. Um, she did a great job, and it's unfortunately turns out to be a very small part because we get introduced, and then maybe a half hour later she gets blown up and implanted into the hyperdrive, which that leads but then to some you get weird to see, implications. But, <laughs> but but then yeah, then you can like say that you always see her because right. you always see the Millennium Falcon, right? Yeah, and so we find out, <laughs> so we she's find out exactly movie. where it learned to communicate and be very rude. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I'm sure and, she had some choice words for 3PO and R2 when they were fussing around. There were some. Uh, there were some people uh, when uh, again in the aftermath of Solo that were uh, breaking it down, and they th- talked about how that's almost like that scene of her being put uh, into the into the computer banks of the Millennium Falcon. That they're like, oh, that's like you're pointing out that she's. It's like she's going to be sent to the, her. It's like her own personal hell, you know, mm-hmm. that she's going to have to live inside. It's like, okay, we're, we're kind of, you're overanalyzing here, right, you know, yeah. it's, <laughs> let's, let's don't get too deep yeah. here, you know, even if it's, you know, basically Lando was doing things with his robot, apparently that's <laughs> strongly implied there. <laughs> yes, it, it really is. And kind of creepy. But, yeah. But you know, whatever it, it's, it's a long time ago, galaxy far, far away. It's space. They can do whatever they want. Um, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool at the end that they had Darth Maul. Yes, and you know they make I, that connection. And that's another one I'm really impressed got kept under wraps. Yes, because yeah, you know, I, it's hard to keep I, things under wraps these days. And they, and that was a nice surprise. Well, one for people who assumed he died in Phantom Menace, who hadn't necessarily followed Clone Wars and Rebels, and saw no, he survived some somehow with robot legs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean that that was a cool little moment they were able to do that. Um, yeah, that confused was confused people. That I'm was, sure. I know George was confused when we when uh, he he did a little mini <laughs> review of it. 
But um, <laughs> the, and and hey, to, to have Ray Park come back and mm-hmm. actually be Darth Maul mm-hmm. was really cool, you know. And it and was uh, Sam Witwer was the voice. He was from from the Clone yeah, Wars and Rebels. Yeah, he yeah he did the voice mm-hmm. much like in uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah, it was it, it, Ray Park. You know, he did the lines on set, but then they had somebody else come in right. and Rita because. You know, Ray Park, I think, has a little Cockney accent or something yeah, like that. It's kind of like the David Prowse thing where he, he's got a very physical presence, but as far as the voice, eh. Yeah, if you ever like get a chance, go back and find the unedited uh, lines of oh. Darth Vader on YouTube. It's pretty yeah. funny. Same thing it, with it, Chewbacca, it, it, too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because, yeah, he, uh, uh, Peter Mayhew delivered the lines through Chewbacca's ma- the mask, mm-hmm. and then they went up back and did the barks and growls and everything. And But it is funny to actually see him going, are you kidding me? And then it's like, oh. This, and, and, and like you said with David Prowse, had they released that version of Star Wars oh, with David Prowse yeah. as the voice of Darth Vader, it, it goes probably nowhere. Probably because goes poorly, it's yes. just Yes, it's just... It, you know, you hear, you see this menacing figure, and and then that voice comes out, and you're like, nice ah. accent voice, you sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and he's like, a lovely okay. man. I've actually met him before at a convention. He's a very lovely man, yeah. but the voice just does not work with with the character. And somehow yeah, he there's a work, there's a documentary out there with him where he talks about uh, the the issues he's had with Lucasfilm because. He put he when he signs stuff. I think he signs it as the, the Darth Vader Dave or Prowse something is like Darth that. Vader. Or I've got or, the autograph figure. Yeah, Dave. Yeah, David Prowse. There you go. David Prowse is Darth Vader, and they and they've like banned him from any official Star Wars stuff for a while because of that. There's been a lot of bad blood, and because, it goes back even to I think Empire Strikes Back when he said when they they changed the line on him after he recorded. Oh yeah. Obi Wan is your father. Yeah. They changed it to I am your father, but. Uh, one thing I love with Solo watching it was all just the very deep cuts that some of the references were in there. Um, mm-hmm. Like the planet Mimban. That is a deep cut back to one of the... Remember the old novels back in the 70s and 80s? Uh, Splinter yes. of the Mind's Eye was the novel. That was the oh, setting yeah. of that one. Um, That's right. Yeah. Lando references his books. The Sheru. The Mindhopper Sheru. He references the other ones. I don't remember them off the hand. But that one just that one stuck out to me when he's recording his own little podcast. It, while waiting for him yeah, to come yeah. back, um, Sabak, which that's one we'd heard of for years. You oh, know, the game. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it was ever actually mentioned in the movies, but I know it's in the expanded universe. Uh, it's different rules than I remember because I remember when playing the old uh, role playing game, the the original one. The cards was based more on uh, the the tarot deck. The the face cards had the numbers on them and the images based on that. Whereas this just seems a bit more domino dice like. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really cool. Um, Terrace Kasi is mentioned. That, um, Kira uses it on uh, one of the guys when they're get at the mines. That was an old PlayStation game, Masters of Terrace Kasi. It was like a Mortal Kombat for Star Wars. Oh, okay. That was absolutely okay. horrible. But so <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, they didn't. They just mentioned that, didn't they? Holy crap. <laughs> There's so many of those little things in there that... If you if you really have delved deep into the dark side of nerddom, you're really gonna get a lot out of it. <laughs> All this Ton, stuff, tons just, of Easter eggs, exactly. tons of Easter eggs. Um, and yeah, I like the I like the fact that they they you finally get to see the Kessel Run mm-hmm. that you got to see, you know and you know this this Kessel Run that we'd heard from the from the A New Hope and moving forward that it was like this legendary thing and mm-hmm. we actually got to see him do the the Kessel Run in. Uh, 12 parsecs well he rounded down if you round down you get <laughs> yes as he as we find out and it there. also so finally that, a- answers that age-old question because everybody's like well you can't say 12 parsecs that's a measure of time a measure of distance not time well now we understand he was talking distance all the time he wasn't ever talking ex- time we just didn't know exactly. that exactly exactly that we just did, exactly <laughs> now we know yes mm. they figured out a way to to you know sew up that loophole just mm. a little bit but but no, all in all, solo, good movie. Mm. I'll still if it's it, it, it's I've I've already bought it. Mm. No way, I can't believe I did that. Shocker! I'm sure everybody knows that mm. I've ba- we've all bought all the movies. I'm but, clutching my pearls. I know. I, I I'll I'll turn it on every once in a while. I like to. I just it's it's just if it's a good time kill for a couple of hours. Mm. It's it's fun. It's like a you got the tr- like it's almost like a train robbery movie yeah, at some point when they're you know and it's. 
Th- that's cool. It's, it's, I like it's a Woody heist H- film in Star Wars, and those are always fun. <laughs> yes, uh, we didn't. Uh, Woody Harrelson, I liked his character mm-hmm. in it. You know, I thought I thought he brought something that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Daenerys was, was in the, it. Yes, mm-hmm. Daenerys, the mother of dragons. You know, she uh, sh- she did her bit, and mm-hmm. I thought she was she was good. Um, um, who uh, the 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 little. The little co-pilot, John Favreau, uh, was it was him. Yeah. yeah, he was the he was the voice of uh, Pancho Villa, or whatever his name is. Rio, yes, Rio. Um, yeah, you had a lot of you know, I'll say somewhat big names there, um, and just at making it work. Woody Harrelson, I like as an actor, but he's still always playing the same character to me. He's always Woody Harrelson for the most yeah. part, and that's yeah. okay. It's working for him. It's like Matthew McConaughey. It works. Um, did you spot Anthony Daniels? Yes, well, only because I somebody online said, "Hey, if, check out the the real scrawny looking uh, Wookie there. That's Anthony." Well, Daniels. no, he's not the Wookie. He's a human. Oh, he's not. Oh, he is. He's a human, and you hear you hear his distinctive voice saying, "Come on, really? follow me, follow me." But yeah, oh, he, was that him? Yeah, that was him. Okay, I I I, I swear I'd seen or heard that he was like the. The the that that uh, the whatever that Wookie is the, the, that, that the like shaved Wookie follows yes. him. Yeah, okay, <laughs> follows him out. Okay, all right, and then uh, you've got also. Hey, we got uh, uh, Warwick Davis is in this, mm-hmm. who you apparently know, is he, playing the same character he played in Phantom Menace, the little dude in the in the stands who was cheering. Oh, he's it's, he's it's the a, same guy, right? It's the same well, same character name. So okay, okay, so so everybody thinks okay. Well, then it's got to be the same guy. It's we got. Ron Ron did his bit where he puts his brother Clint Howard uh-huh. in another movie. He, he was the guy that was in the the robot battle the, the thing. The fighting was, gets his face smashed in by L three. <laughs> yeah. So such a weird I looking mean, dude, but he's managed to make it work. <laughs> man, I don't even want to know how much money Clint Howard has made in his career just because of being Ron Howard's brother. Yeah, you know. He knows he's always going to have he's going to have work. Well, and the thing is, he was doing stuff even way back when because he was in Star Trek as a kid. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you true. know, I mean, he's got his own stuff in addition to the Ron Howard. Just that doesn't hurt. No, it does not for sure. And, you know, you mentioned Donald Glover as Lando, mm-hmm. and he did such a good job that I, 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 if they're ever going to do another one-off movie, I would, I would hope it would be a Lando movie mm-hmm. because I think that would be tremendous with him back as as lando and by the way have you noticed that he's wearing the same clothes pretty much in return of, in rise of the skywalker lando oh is. yeah yeah yes yeah, <laughs> very shirt. flashy he's not wearing the hawaiian stuff. shirt from the end he's wearing the yellow shirt and scarf and everything but yes keep it yeah it's it was perfect it was it was a perfect uh casting for that role that he, he did such a good job there how has nobody done but, a this is corellia mashup yet i don't know <laughs> sorry that's, um, that's my weird brain um that's all right uh you had the guy that was uh dryden voss mm-hmm. uh, he was he was a good he was a good uh, uh villain uh mm-hmm. paul bettany was his name yeah he's the vision in the in the uh Avengers yeah movies. that's right in, in, yes and uh the weird thing about that is much like the chaos in this movie is that he was not supposed he was not originally cast right. for that michael k williams was but then he had he couldn't come back to do the reshoots, so they had to recast that character, and they gave that to Paul Bettany. Yeah, which, you know, this is one of those where, as a curiosity, I would like to see kind of see some of the original footage that was shot, but I don't yeah. want it to become like a Snyder cut sort of thing. Release the Snyder cut or the Donner cut, which actually was a good version of Star of uh, Superman, but you know, but you know, everybody mm-hmm. talked about the the Snyder cut of Batman versus Superman or Justice League, whichever one it was. I don't want to see that necessarily, but I, I, I'm interested to see the direction it would have taken under them. You wonder if they'll ever, if they would ever release that, if they just want to put that in the past and say, well, that was, you know, that's just that, you know, we, that, that, you know, we, there's something that we don't want to revisit. You know, right. we, there's a reason we made those. We were, there's a reason that we changed directors. Yeah. And that this is the final project. And this is what we want people to think about and not what could have been. Right. I mean, you know, we, we like burying stuff in star Wars past holiday special. So yeah, exactly. We don't, we don't want to dredge that up. We don't want to discuss that. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah, you know, Hey, solo thought it was a great movie. It's a fun two I, hours. I, 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 Fun two hours, yes. It's you know, there's you know, say what you want to about it's what it did to the movie side of things, but yeah, we've already talked about you know, yeah. 
in the grand scheme of things, it probably worked out better for Star Wars fans mm-hmm. because because of that, they've they've tweaked things a little bit, and we're probably going to get more product in the long run right. because of the TV shows that they're bringing to the streaming right. service. So I, I think uh, in that case, uh, thumbs up. I'm glad because mm-hmm. that's what I want. I want more Star Wars. More I, people that people that say they that we're running or that uh, we're on Star Wars overload. I don't know if it's so much Star Wars overload is like you said the the Star Wars movies they need to be events they right. need to be have they they you can't be pumping them out six months at a time like you did with Last Jedi right. and and Solo that was the problem right you you got to find other ways of doing it be it animated series live action series comics books video games those are still great ways to keep keep the story going without necessarily having to have a film every year or every six months they were wanting to do. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of options and I think we're going to start seeing more of those. Yeah, and so we started with Solo because it, kind of in the time frame of what we're talking about in the Star Wars universe, it would have come before Rogue One, right. but Rogue One was actually the first one-off. It mm-hmm. was the came out in 2016 and, you know, of course, you know, everybody was geek that they were doing that they decided that they were going to maybe look at some of these mm. side stories and the first one of course was rogue one it was going to look at how the uh the spies how the how the rebels got a hold of the death star plans basically it's what if the entire opening scroll of star wars a new hope but an entire movie yeah you get to <laughs> you get to it plays out yes it plays out for two plus hours right. and you get to see it and uh, that was a movie that was very well received mm-hmm. and rightfully so because it was it was really good. Mm-hmm. It was uh, you know Gareth Edwards directed that and it, it just uh, everything about it I I thought was was great. Uh, the casting was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had uh, you know Felicity Jones as the daughter uh, of uh, the man who had had uh, was in charge of creating the Death Star. Right. You know, you know very uh, Alan and Manhattan Project there. Yeah, exactly. The father had, of the new, you know, nuclear Mad, bomb, basically. Exactly. Mads Mikkelsen was Galen Erso. Uh, Felicity Jones was his daughter, Jen. And uh, you get that at the very first of the movie, you get to see her as a, as a young child. And there, and he's he's gone into hiding and trying because he does not want to help right. the Empire anymore. And and uh, Ben Mikkelsen, Ben Mendelsohn, I should say. Who was Krennic, uh, the main villain in this? Mm-hmm. Who's really good? You know, they track him down, and you kind of get the background of okay, the you know what, where we're going to end up here, where the movie's going to go here, where we're going to see in, in the present time. Right. Uh, we get to see a little bit of the past to see how we got to that point where right. Felicity Jen Erso uh, has to go into hiding with uh, Saw Guerrera, played by Forrest Whitaker, and Galen Erso is tracked down and is taken back to work and continue his work on the Death Star. Right. And it's, and, uh, you know, and th- then after that, you know, you, you jump forward however many years, 10 or 12 or 15 years later. And, Something like that, yeah. and it's basically, Jen I read somewhere kind of that, that Solo bat- takes place at about the same time as that opening scene of Rogue One. And that works out. Oh, is that what? Yeah. That's that's how they've worked the timeline on yeah. the timeline. Okay, I was wondering exactly how where where they would have meshed up right. there. So okay, all right. Uh, so you've got so so then we get to the to the present time, which mm-hmm. is Jen Erso, who's kind of this uh, you know ne'er do well, mm. you know, kind of just uh, uh, you know kind of a petty thief kind of right. thing, and. They uh, the rebe- rebellion tracks her down because they're trying to. They know she's related to Galen Erso, right. and they want her to help them find him. Right, and they want to. They 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 want to kill him, but they tell her they want to bring him. They want to bring him out of w- w- working for the right, Empire. Exactly, and and we get K two, who's a fun fun character with Alan Tudyk. Yes, Tudyk. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. But um, he, he's washed from Firefly and a lot of Weasley uh, Disney villains, too. Um, yep. You got, uh, oh, God, who plays Cassian? Uh, Diego Luna. Yeah, Diego uh, Luna. He's fun. Uh, Bodhi Rook, who's Riz Ahmed, 
he, he's he's fun. Um, he's actually a very accomplished rapper. I've, I've actually seen a thing with him doing a freestyle with, with Donald Glover. Really, really good. Uh, and I, I've, I'd read a, when I remember when this movie came out, and there was stuff about Riz Ahmed because he wanted to be in this movie so bad that he bugged them. He just kept bugging and bugging and bugging them to the point where they basically said, "Okay, if you'll just stop." calling us or stop bugging us we will put you in the movie and he you know and and they gave him the you know the job but he was the the cargo pilot mm-hmm. uh Bodie uh the guy that that mm-hmm. uh that uh took the took the plans out and was trying to get the plans to the rebels right. and and uh and yeah he did a good job and like yeah. you said K2 that's a great character and it's kind of cool that because they're doing the the new TV show, the prequel uh, to Rogue One, that you're right. you're going to get K two and uh, Cassian in that show together again, right. which so would be good. Yeah, because I, I want more of them. Um, yes, I, I also for sure. really wish we can find a way to get more of Chirrut and Baze. Uh, Donnie Yen, yeah. I love him in, in this. Yes. He's, he's got just the right amount of serious mysticism that you expect from a Force character, as but he's still got that. Yoda playfulness kind of in, in yeah. some ways too like I, I love the scene where they blindfold are you kidding me I'm blind already yes <laughs> yes just that little yeah that little that one off line was mm-hmm. pr- pretty funny is are you kidding me I'm blind yeah and oh, he's a vampire yeah man. and the and the the back and forth between him and Bays mm-hmm. was good you know it it was one of those where they kind of kicked each other in the crotch every once in a while but it was you know because they were longtime friends yeah. and I like that. I, I like the uh, the chemistry between mm-hmm. those two characters. It'd be cool if somehow they could figure out a way to to work those characters into one of these new shows that they're putting. I mean, on I mean they're doing Plus. a prequel series already. Why not another one? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? Uh, Disney Plus will need more, more and more and more content. There's only so mo- many B C grade movies they can throw up there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, uh, and mention Forrest or Saw Guerrero, who's played by Forrest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, you know, he's just he's a great actor in whatever he does. And he wasn't in the movie for very long. No, but what he was in there, I thought was really good. I thought just the when you saw him as the young Saw Guerrero helping young Jen, and then when she meets it back up with him, he's kind of mm-hmm. lost his mind. He's a little crazy, and well, and he goes that even was further cool. than back. That's another character from Clone Wars. Who got yeah. brought in and aged up? He was, I'll say, one of the early rebellion against at that time the separatists, and it ended up costing him his sister in that series. And so that kind of hardened him, but made him into a better leader as a result. And so that's a character we've seen. And he came up. He was in Clone Wars, and he showed up in Rebels. He was a bit harder, and now we see him in this. And what the years of war has done to him. I mean, he's mm-hmm. like half robot now. In a lot of ways, he's the Rebel Darth Vader in a lot of ways. He can't breathe on his own very well. He's exactly. half cyborg, just doesn't have the force. Um, so I mean, that was kind of a and cool it, continuity. And it's thing. like he's he's kind of, and, and they they made the character where it's like he's just he thinks everybody. It's like everybody's out to get him. He's you paranoid. Can just tell he's very Which like makes yeah sense. paranoid. Yes, you know that he's just yeah because he's been on the run for so long. Totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got. Uh, Jimmy Smith's uh, was Bail Organa again. Yep. You yeah. got uh, C-3PO as always is in there. Anthony Daniels. Yeah, and uh, R2, I don't know who was, if they even had anybody in the can for that one, but he's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. They got Mon Mothma in there, the same actress who played her in episode three. Oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. She has a very right. yes. brief shot in there, which was actually yes. longer. They cut it, but she's back as, as the same character, which... Yep. It's funny how that has worked out so many times. They had Ian McDermott play the old emperor. Then he comes back to play younger emperor in the prequels. And now we're bringing prequel actors back into the present day <laughs> stuff. And it's it, enough to make you go cross-eyed. Yeah, it is. If, don't think about it too much. Yeah, it'll mm-hmm. make you. It'll make your head hurt. Uh, I think one of the coolest things was the fact that they had you got new uh, you got new shots of Darth Vader with James Earl Jones voicing it again yes. i thought that was awesome yeah the, the first scene with him and krennic i thought was a little little cringy i don't know what it was about there was something that was just a little off about it but that last scene when he's coming onto the the Tandavi or whatever the rebel ship holy yep. s that is a horrific scene but it's also beautiful because you're seeing what you, you don't get to see Vader truly unleashed like that very often in the movies. So we're yeah. seeing him at the height of his strength, just skewering and slicing, and he is embodying fear a lot more than he ever has before, and I love it. 
Yeah, that was great. And and I don't know if uh, you, did you hear how they 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 filmed that shot. That was one of those that it was the the movie was done mm-hmm. and they had not filmed that shot. And uh, Gareth Edwards, they were just I, I don't know. It was just like he was just talking to some people that he worked with on this film. And just in their talk, they're like, you know what would be cool? And they and they kind of just kind of just came up with this idea, and they ran it by Kathleen Kennedy, and she was like, let's do it. So they went out and they filmed it, mm-hmm. and they added it to the end of the movie. It wasn't even supposed to be in the original plan and things. There's but man, lot- that's like the yeah. Go ahead. That, I was just say that's like one of the that's like the one of the best things in the whole damn movie, right. and it almost wasn't even in there. Well, there's a lot from the movie, especially the ending, that was changed. Apparently, there was an original plot line that had Jan and Cassian and K2 running down the beach. You see that shot in the trailers. You see the shot like with the TIE fighter coming up on the tower. Those shots mm-hmm. don't exist in the final movie. They're only in the trailers because at some point, they're like, we need, we need to read this ending. For one thing, everybody needs to die. And they, they didn't think that Disney would let them do that. And yeah. they, they ran the idea by Disney. And they're like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, I I think a lot of people I think they were really stunned that they got to make this movie as dark or as gritty as they could because yeah because it's Disney you think oh it's got to be have a happy ending mm. and these they, these characters have to escape right no you yep. can do whatever it's like okay oh, well they're gonna get blown up in a nuclear yeah. blast basically you know basically, so yeah. and and that's that ends up still being an amazing scene with Cassian and Jin on the shore there as the planet's blowing up basically. Um, that that's a really cool moment. Uh, it's very dark, of course, because they're dead. But you know, it, it, it I think it ends up making it a better movie because we know everybody dies at the if, end. Yeah, if if you're going to do this movie, do it right. And the way to do it right is you can't you can't have the happy ending. You right. have these characters have to die. They have to. I mean, it's just that's that's you know, and you have to. It's the the cold hard realities of of the storyline. But everybody gets a good death. In, in the movie yeah right exactly. goes down a heroic fighting death or yeah. having just accomplished something amazing and so that what I'm working ask for I mean uh Chirac gets that the cool moment I'm one with the force the force is with me as he's walking out there and yep. that's a cool moment for him you get K2 he goes down at the end which that it, why is it so bad when the droids die in these movies <laughs> why is it <laughs> that those are the worst deaths <laughs> yeah, because they're the most fun I, characters it's like they they build them up to a point where you you have these you you like them or it's it's a it's a likable character right. and then it's you don't think of them being a, a a an inanimate object or a robot or a droid you think of it as just a right. character that you've you've attached yourself to and then they kill them and you're like right. oh god thanks a lot yeah um, playing with my emotions and there's so many little shout outs during the battle they they bring back old footage of red leader and gold leader. They have that. Oh yeah, mostly yeah, new, uh, some of it new footage. Well, not new footage, but stuff that hadn't been released before. That they and they were able to get. I think it's Red Leader. It's still alive. They were able to get him to come back in and loop some dialogue. They got the the other wedge to come back and loop in some dialogue. I. It's actually uh, Gold Leader is the guy that's still okay. alive. Angus McInnes. Yeah. There's actually there's a. There's a uh, there's a doc out about uh, God. What's it called? Elstree seventy six. <coughs> did you ever? I don't know if you ever saw it or not. I haven't seen it. I did see it on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. Elstree seventy six, where they talk mm-hmm. to some of the ancillary characters mm-hmm. in in the movies and how being just a bit part player in a Star Wars movie has affected their lives. Right. And I definitely Angus McKinnis. Yeah, check it out. It's it's pretty cool. And Angus McKinnis is in that and. And they, they actually, he's the guy, Gold Leader, that they actually were able to, to take it to the studio and record some new dialogue. I believe Red Leader is already... Uh, he died he's not too long died. ago, but yeah, he did. But it's a, it's really cool how they're able to just seamlessly work that footage into the movie to where at the point where yeah. you realize, oh, wait, that, what, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's, hey, wait a minute, um, I, he, he didn't say that before. What's going on? Right, that, and, this is new, this is cool, because it, it's another continuity thing they managed to tie yeah. in and also it does show why there are so few ships left by the time we get to a new hope because they yeah. got the crud beat out of them in this one they just had a yeah a, a major fight that destroyed tons of ships mm-hmm. so that's why they're they're not as uh well equipped when that's they why, when why they, they have the, to have the Death luke Star. with no training come in yes just because big says he's a good pilot and, and I don't, I don't think you mentioned this, but they actually, they've got the. You see why he becomes Luke becomes Red Five because right. Red Five gets killed in this battle, right? 
And so there you go. Another, you know, tying it together of why was why was that call sign open? Well, the dude just got, you know, killed in the other battle. So there's mm. they need another red five and there's Luke Skywalker. Hey, to take what do you the know? Roles. It works out. Perfect. Um, I guess we should probably talk about the elephant in the room here with um, the uh, with, bringing uh, back of Grand Moff Tarkin. And... Yes. <laughs> raising the dead. That's one way to put Which, it. Yes. Very uh, appropriate for Peter Cushing. Of all people, yes, yes, <laughs> um, boy, the guy, yeah, the guy that was played Dracula about a thousand times right. in his career, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, that was the thing that everybody wondered about because they heard they were going to, they were going to uh, reprise the role of Grand Moff Tarkin with a CGI character, and at the end of, obviously, everybody knows there's, you know, Princess Leia shows mm-hmm. up at the end of the, sh- uh, you know, when they hand her the, hand her the plan. And I'm trying but to the, think, did they actually say at the time that they were going to CGI them in? Because I don't remember that that until like, right as the movie came out, this they're doing this. All, I've just seen a name attached playing Tarkin and playing Leia in a brief shot. But I don't remember seeing man, actual. I, boy, I I swear that that's what I originally heard was that they were going to somehow make a CGI character. Yeah, to, to do that, and, and I think maybe a lot of us thought it was K two that was just the CGI character, but I don't yeah, know. yeah, uh, it's possible, and I missed it. Um, but what do you think on, on those? You know they, what? I thought it was, I thought it was fine. I thought it, you know, it. I thought it was pretty damn good. You know, it's yeah. uh, for CGI, it's pretty good. Now, if you, you know, if you can just kind of take out of your brain that, yeah. Peter Cushing's been dead for however many years. That's not really him. It's a it's a it's a CGI character, and ju- just realize that well, Star Wars. How much of it is CGI anyway? Just take that out of the equation. Okay, I can I can live with that. Mm. I thought it was fine. And in fact, there are some people that you know that that are, don't really know that much background about Peter Cushing or Star Wars. Mm. That I, I I talked to somebody and they're like, man, Peter Cushing. He's or that dude that played Grand Moff Tarkin. He's like held up pretty well. And I'm like. He's dead. That was CGI. And they're like, whoa, really? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I so think some overall, people, overall, I think yeah, people it bought comes into it very well. It, I mean, CGI has come a long way, even since Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Um, there's still a little uncanny valley to it that it doesn't quite uh, work. But I mean, it, yeah. it's close. It's it's close enough now that you can let it go. I think that you can you can separate detach your, your brain a little bit from it, and you can allow yourself to think that's a real person. Um, I think yeah. I think it works better with Leia at the end, but I mean that's that's just a quick quick uh, moment there. Um, but you know it, it that and that makes it a really cool moment too <laughs> when it goes through all these and, and ends up with Leia. And, and that's the risk you take when you try to do that with a character like this character that's going to be in the movie for so much mm-hmm. of it that you get people that can sit and you, you always sit and kind of are looking at it going okay. Does it really fit in? I mean, how does it look real in that mm-hmm. scene? You know, it, with with Leia, it's that real quick shot, and you're like, okay, that that that's pretty good because it's just a quick shot. But but then you've got Tarkin, who's mm-hmm. in this movie for however many minutes, and you're like, okay, you, you have a little more room or time to criticize right. or or nitpick. I think also if it was a new character, I think we would have been a lot more forgiving of it as far as if they right. just have had a CGI character, Imperial character they were using. Like if they had CGI Thrawn, for, for, for lack of a better character to come up with offhand, I think mm-hmm. people might have been a little more open-minded to it and maybe look past the flaws. But since it is Tarkin, who has been in our collective consciousness since 1977, I think yeah. people were looking, okay, where's where, where's the seams in this? Where's the flaws? Oh, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. And so I think it has something to do with it. It's not perfect, and hopefully, I'll be honest, hopefully I don't know if it ever will be pre- perfect. But as far as for what it needed in this case, I think it worked well. Yeah, it it was yeah it was totally fine. And the guy that that did the the voicing of Tarkin, mm-hmm. I thought he sounded he sounded pretty good. He, he sounded kind of yeah. like Peter Cushing. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's fascinating watching the making of and watching the dude that you know on set that they had to like you know they put all that gear on him mm-hmm. so that they could kind of capture his facial expressions and his his movement. So then when they they took him out and then put the Tarkin CGI mm-hmm. in there. They, they, it, it's, it's, it's a cool process to see when they're trying to get this done. But yeah. I'm like you, man, I thought it worked. I thought it worked 
pretty good. And Carrie Fisher it, yeah. did get to see it before she died of a week after, and she she approved of it of her little scene. Well, that's good. And she she really good. liked that. So you at least get a little bit of feedback from the actors being replaced in this situation. So. One last thing, or one of the last things I wanted to bring up, and this is a very minor thing, when when uh, Jen and Cassian, when they go to, when the, when they're going to to try to find Saw Gerrera, mm-hmm. and they're walking through the little market there, mm-hmm. and they bump into the dudes <laughs> that were in the cantina. Oh, so, so that was one of those where, yeah, that was one of those. I'm like, really. Uh, I, I was like, okay, I don't know if I I needed I guess, that. I guess, it, I, the, but yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, we so they're there, and then how? And I'm not sure what the time frame is between then and then when not when long. the whole cantina scene is <laughs> supposed to. Like all of a sudden, they immediately fly to Tatooine to go get a drink at a cantina, and then there's Luke bumping into them, and they have to do the same thing. I was right. like, okay. Uh, we didn't, it's I don't like, yeah, really it's, it's a that. cute little fan servicey moment, but it's kind of awkward. Yeah, it's one of those. I'm like, okay, I didn't need that. I guess maybe some people thought it was cool. I was one of those. Like, I mean, it's eh, kind of cool. I was like, wait, did I just was that? Yeah, that was. Huh? Yeah. Okay. That, that was him. Yeah, that was the dude. That was the that was the uh, walrus man that mm-hmm. uh, we all we all know and love. That uh, you know, they had the same run in with Luke just a couple of days later. You know, <laughs> you <laughs> thought his name was hope. bad now. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait till later. Uh, but, nah, that was just one of the things. Again, not a real big thing, but just one of those things I was kind of like, uh, okay, I don't know if I needed that A little not, hokey, but, yeah. But all in all, uh, yeah, that, that, that movie was, was great. And yeah. that's, that's one of those that I think just about anybody that's a Star Wars fan, or even if you're not a huge Star Wars fan, you look at that movie, and uh, in my list of my rankings of Star Wars movies, I put that near the top. It's pretty high. Um, I'll say this, my dad likes it. He's 75. He's not really a Star Wars fan, but he really liked this one because it was an old-fashioned war movie, so he really kind of dug that. Yeah. So, yeah, see, know. exactly. It's got that whole that all aspect of it, too. It's something that you've had you, you've had battles in Star Wars movies, but this one was more of a, yeah, this was more a of an old-school kind of... movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it didn't... It wasn't as sci-fi as right. you would get in a Star Wars movie, as you would expect to get in right. a Star Wars movie. Very uh, yeah, it was very World War Two, you know, hitting mm-hmm. the beaches yeah. of Normandy and stuff, and complete with uh, actual it, beaches, which that's a new, for, new uh, place for them to go to. They have never gone to the beach before. So, there you go. Um, that so, was kind of cool little so, things. Yeah, Star Wars hit the beach, so yeah. uh, we we can ch- check that off of our list. But mm-hmm. no, man, I just uh, you know, I think you know the 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 critics that were out there for Solo, and then. Uh, you know this. I I think the two Star Wars one-off movies. I I, I think they both were good. I, mm-hmm. I this one really good. Solo. I was it was very entertained by. So if they ever want to do it again, and I think I mean Disney didn't buy Star Wars to our Lucasfilm to not make more Star right. Wars product. Th- there will be more Star Wars stories or Star Wars one-off yeah. movies. They'll eventually sure do. Exactly. Mo- they'll eventually do more movies. I think that there's no question about that. But I think. I think that for the time being, at least the Disney Plus streaming service is where you're going to see a lot of the this sort of content show up, and that's okay. Yeah. That's that's fine by me. Again, as we were saying, you know, it's wherever wherever the content is, I'm going to pay for it, and I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to rewatch it, and I'm going to re rewatch it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that's just that's just who I am, and I know I'm not alone. I know there are a lot of other dorks out there mm-hmm. like us that uh, will continue to buy their yes. products wherever they put it so our nerddom that's is mighty and strong yes well what jerry we've touched on the trailer we've touched on solo we've touched on uh rogue one i think i think we've done a pretty good job today i think we have we did a lot in an I, hour in, but, in an hour or so to to break down or at least touch on these movies and our thoughts and uh, feelings and opinions mm-hmm. and such and and uh, and now we go right into from uh, Rogue One when we when we talk again we'll talk about New Hope and it basically picks up right where Rogue One lives off yeah but at the same time it's the oldest one and is the first one so it's going to be fun to go back and revisit that yes now forty 40- yeah five years on holy jeez <laughs> <laughs> yes i will be i'm going to be interested to hear uh, i want to hear your earliest memories of this all right yeah we we'll talk definitely about, talk about that 
yes, and just uh, how it uh, it shaped your childhood as it shaped mm-hmm. mine because it, it was a huge factor in that. So yeah, I think that. I, will I wonder if next it. week we'll be able to keep under an hour. That one I think we're going to have. A yeah, lot that's of one of those that yeah because tangents it's, we're going to yeah, go down. Yeah, it's been over you know forty years now that we've we've uh, had that product and we've had that movie and and it's uh, the the effect it's had on us mm-hmm. and so many people and and uh movie making and the culture and it's yeah we could we could go forever with that one and uh so we will wrap this one up we will say thank you again for listening if you haven't listened to our other podcasts uh it's going to be on the go on that uh, ticket uh, podcast page and scroll back and i think they 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 archive those right they they save all those so, so So uh, just you know, might have to scroll back a little bit, but you'll find the ones that we've done for the first uh, three episodes, and then we will uh, be back at it uh, next week, and we'll talk uh, New Hope, and Yay. we'll have lots of stuff to talk about that. So, Jer, have a good rest of your day, and I will speak with you later, sir. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.